welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Once again with your boy Derry Lips and as always my man Gio. Hey man. Derry was late. <laughs> I'm injured. Confirmed injured. Yeah, everybody's confirmed injured. Yeah, I'm confirmed injured. And it gets always again, Mr. Damo. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Also, Gio, it was actually me that was late by 24 hours. <laughs> Yeah, so... Yeah, so I suppose there's that. Yeah, there is that. It was nearly me and Gio, but I couldn't think of doing it alone with Gio again, so I postponed it. <laughs> and that is a true story. I sat here Tuesday morning. I was like, I can't just do it with Gio. I'll postpone the, the it. The old days, just me and Derry. <laughs> yeah. We're not, I'm not ready for those old days yet. I'm not ready to remember this. <laughs> the past is the past. We're not ready exactly. for season one. <laughs> um, We're not ready for season one again. No, we're not. The only right. reason you're still here is pity. <laughs> <laughs> we need an American voice, we feel. That's all. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's your connection to Jordan, apparently. <laughs> it's, he got Chris Statlander. What can, I can't stop him now. The man committed money to cameos <laughs> for our 100th episode. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Quite a week. A lot of stuff. Um, I'm guessing we start with, I think we start with Forbidden Door. Because uh, it was like the first of, I think they've got quite a lot of crossover events planned, but it was the first one that they had. And obviously injuries into it had sort of rushed a few matches into being made. But I don't, I know everyone was complaining about that, but I don't think it was an event where storyline particularly mattered. I don't need a lot of build. You know, it was, I want to see some bangers, you know? Literally like, the, the the days before and it was just like this person will not be there now because of this injury now this person won't be there because of this injury and it, a lot of it was like new japan injury yeah 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 it was um it was a lot i didn't stay up and watch it i watched it the next day um bar the women's match i'm not gonna lie i did did skip that i wasn't interested and it didn't sound like i missed much um but honestly so first of all it was a buy-in and how long was the actual show from all in if you had watched the buy-in how long did it actually uh, go for? So buying started at midnight, didn't it? And I think I went to bed just after five. I think it, I don't think it went on as long as I expected it to. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as long as the last. Period. I think it. I think it was about five past Six ten past five. Hours. I went to bed. So about five hours in all. It's yeah. Not too bad. <clears throat> yeah, I, I won't. You know, like I said, it wasn't as bad as the last one that almost went like seven hours. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, so on the buy-in, um, Goto and Yoshihashi took on Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. Um, yeah. QT Marshall is in the diamond cutter, by the way. I know. He's been using that for a long time. There wasn't they did a, a whole... lot of selling. It felt like just spot to spot. They need to work on their selling. But it was it was good for a buy-in, I suppose. Um, then it was, I want to say... Archer versus Camarotto. Yes, Lance Archer on the bind. Thank you. I knew I forgot his name. Um, Dude, do you? Re- okay, so real quick, do you really? I don't know if you guys heard that. Like Jake the Snake was pissed about Lance Archer's fucking treatment there in AEW. I really believe that. Like, dude should be higher than he he gets. The problem is with Archer. He's not young. He's not up and coming. He's not gone off and forged a name for himself elsewhere. He's. I don't think he's as he's good for that. Bring a big man in to do some do some damage and throw people about. But I don't think he's 
I don't think he lives up to the hype that him and Jake have for him. And to be fair, like coming off that, that like opening botch that he did in this match was the high point of the match. Says a lot for me. Yeah, I, I liked Lance Archer. I was excited for Lance Archer. He's been booked bad and he hasn't performed as I thought he would. I think it's a mixture of the two. Yeah, if you if you book bad, just put on a show when you are booked. And I just don't feel like he has. If he'd put on a show, maybe his booking would have been more favourable. But then at the same time, man literally spent, what, four or five months out and then came back and got a title shot because of work he'd done on Dark. Yep. So he's had title shots. He's had big big sections with Cody. Um, He had a thing with Moxley. He's had a thing with Paige. He's been about... He's yeah. just never really performed when in that spot. Yeah, I just, I think it's just, it don't, I don't think it works between the two. I think he should, uh, I think he, I think he'll bounce. I don't think he'll stick around. I don't really see a place for him with where they're going. Um, uh, Swerving our glory, taking on El Desperado and Kanamaru. Um, I want Swerve versus Desperado. I want that solo match. Just putting it out there. I need to see that one-on-one. Uh, but again, it was all right. Maybe I have an issue with Swerve and Keith Lee being a tag team, but they do it very well. Like, that, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. I just, I I don't want them to stay in a tag team, and I just get a horrible feeling that they did will they, do. Did they work well? <clears throat> they do work really well. They're a great tag team. Just, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. <laughs> My biggest problem with them being a tag team is one of the biggest criticisms anybody wrestling fan related has with WWE is that the tag team division doesn't get enough love. It's just two te- two guys thrown together to make a team or two women thrown together to make a team. There was all this big hype about Keith Lee and Swerve signing for AEW like, oh, they're going to show WWE what they were missing out on. What, a generic tag team that has just been thrown together for no reason? Okay, cool. Isn't that what you complained about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could go, like, I could, like, have them splitting up, I think, soon. Um, I feel like they're teasing it a little bit, which AEW seems to do a little too often. So um, we'll get six months before it happens. Yeah, I don't want them to do that because the thing is that they do work well together. I just, as you say, I was part of that, especially with Swerve. I'm a big Isaiah Swerve Scott fan. I like Isaiah Swerve Scott. But now I just feel like, because they've been in that tag team too long. I, I, I don't know. It's just not, not what I was expecting them to go and do. Especially, and Keith Lee, to be fair. There was a lot of hype about Keith Lee. And he's literally on the buy-in and in a tag team. Like, he, had, he did better in WWE right now. Like, he's getting more screen time. But I don't see that he's improved anything. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, and then Max Caster and Gun Club against uh, Kevin Knight. And some other people. <laughs> it was, yeah. Did I say that Bunch of I young like, guys, young lions. I like the ass boys teaming with uh, the acclaimed. It's such ridiculousness that Caster, it's amazing. Caster, yeah, Caster and Billy have really made it work. Like them two have just put the time into just have a bit of, not sorry, not Caster, um, Bowens, Billy pushing him out in his wheelchair and everything. Like, it works somehow. Like them fucking somehow. up, the, the, them purposely fucking up the towns until they get to Bowens is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like Austin and 
that were they weren't even at ringside, were they? It was like a handicap match look, against some they came out. guys. It was weird. They came out and then Danhausen played the Ass Boys theme remix. So they left. So it was two and four, two v four. I'm like, okay. And then well, they I... had Billy and Caster basically destroy young New Japan guys. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It didn't make them. It didn't look make the young New Japan guys look great. No. Um, again, for me, this match—if that wasn't there to save a few minutes—wouldn't have noticed. But felt like that for most of the <laughs> buy-in. Yeah. Buy-in, to be honest. Yeah. Very uh, unnecessary. The, I'd, I'd say for me, the highlight of the buy-in was either Hobbs and Sh- Hobbs and Starks cutting a promo at the end of the tag match, or. Yeah. Max Caster's rap. Uh, I did like when he called him a broke Philip Banks. Love that. <laughs> Keithley did. Uh, call yeah, Keithley a broke Philip Banks. Yep. But like that, they were my, they were two standout moments from the buy-in. There were four matches. My standout moments were a promo and a rap. Yes. And no yeah. Jim, no Jim Ross, no Jim Ross for the show was a great idea. Sorry, Jim. I love Apart Jim from, Ross, but he did come in later on. Mm. He, he snuck so in on funny. commentary. But it sounds so fucking quirky on commentary half the time now. Yeah, it's, it's not good anymore. Needs to go. Uh, right, on to the main show. Um, Eddie Kingston, Umino, Utah against Jericho, uh, Sammy, and Suzuki. Winning team gets an advantage in blood and guts on Wednesday or yes. something. Yes. Yeah, um, I think it was too long. I don't think the match needed to be that long. Um... But I think it was all right. There was nothing wrong with this match. Got everyone that needed to get on the card on it. Um, yeah. Just maybe a bit too long. What was it? 20 minutes or so? Felt longer. But, um, and it was a good way to open the show. Solid enough. Um, Judas yeah. effects. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong. It got going rather well. Action was good. It was solid, guys. Know what they're doing. Everyone's happy. Yeah. If this had been further up the card... I would have probably had more criticism of it. But yes. the fact that it opened the show and it had those moments that got you thinking, all right, after buying, now I'm, now I've got myself into into it. Yeah, it had six really good workers to get this hype going for the show. Yeah, there was nothing. And I think, yeah, as you say, I think that's what helped it. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna say five really good workers. <laughs> I was going to say four, but all right. All right. <laughs> So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna check Jericho off of the list because like he was the star attraction of the match. He, he you know he might not be able to wrestle as much anymore, but I'll give him he's still he's I'll still give him he'll be the fifth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ring of Honor tag team titles and the uh, GP tag titles, FTR, United Empire, and Rapongi Vice. Um Amazing. Uh, Harwood is obviously pretty fucked. I think he is actually injured, isn't he, as well? Yeah, what a time to get hurt, though. (laughs) I don't think it was as bad as they first feared, thankfully. Um, I think it's just sort of a... I think, yeah, it's a bit of a relief that he came back out because you think, like, oh, God. I mean, he is... I do think he's injured. I think I read a report earlier that he is actually injured, but obviously not as bad um, as we thought. And, you know, FTR, just at the minute... I've always said them or Usos is number one, but FTR right now are very clear in the zone 
and probably the best tag team out there right now. What else do they have right now? But they get Young Bucks, didn't they? Now? Young Bucks will probably... Yeah, Young Bucks will probably performing the best they've performed in a few years. Like, I'm actually watching Young Bucks matches and thinking, all right, cool. I actually quite enjoyed it for a change. It's because they've shut up. They're just sort of wrestling. They're not really... You know, they're not being their annoying selves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did... Uh, I did enjoy the match. And as I say, FTR right now, just on a hell of a run. It's just, it's crazy. It, this was one of those matches where, as it happened, you wouldn't have minded any of the teams winning because they all elevated to a level. Like, it was a really good match all around. You, anybody could have won. And I'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, very pleased with that. Um, the All-Atlantic title, uh, Pac, Miro, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors. Love Clark Connors, not gonna lie. I think he's great. Um was a bit slow, but I uh, think the end I thought was really good. And I'm really pleased for Pac. I think they made the right call. I was expecting Miro, not gonna lie. Think, but No, but honestly, Pac has put in so much work since he got signed there that it's about time they do something. Yeah. Uh Miro and Malachi Black need need like a feud win desperately. I have a horrible feeling they're gonna feud against each other though. But what are they? Those two need a win for me. Like they've eaten a lot of nothing. I, I think it could. This could go down a really interesting route because everybody that Malachi Black has hit with the miss has turned and had hints at joining um, House of Black. There's talks that AEW are thinking about bringing in Lana to work with Miro. So they have this thing where Miro's like turning and, you know, he's almost siding with Malachi and the rest of House of Black. And then Lana slash Perry, whatever she comes back in as, comes to save him. Mm. They could use it as a feud to bring her in to could save be. him. Because I am expecting Miro. like the, the mist probably will start something between Black and Miro. I just felt like the end felt like that would be an <clears throat> obvious route to go down. Yeah. Um, but I do think both of them need to win. So um, as much as I'd like that feud, I also don't because I think they've taken a few too many defeats for my liking. But the feud would be great. I'm just really pleased with Pac. I think it was a great call. I wasn't expecting it, but Pac deserves it. He has put work in. So I was happy with that. Um, Dudes with Attitude <laughs> versus Bullet Club. Uh, Let's stop. Uh, Fuck off. Dudes with attitude. You are a 60-something-year-old man. Stop it. Dudes with attitude. Hold on. People want to bitch about fucking Goldberg coming back all these different times. Sting couldn't get the right, like, cue right for this, like, nipple twister spot. Do you mean when he went, when he got out of the ring, went over to one of the young books, and then said, no, you're supposed to be in the ring with him, so he turned around... And did the camera yes. watch him walk out of the ring, converse, and then walk back into the ring to do the spot? And yeah. gave a nipple twist. Yeah. Like, it was so awkwardly weird. We started the match as well with the stupid diving off the fucking tunnel on the entrance ramp. Yeah. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody, ne- I don't need that in my life. Exactly. Like, they're, they keep pushing <laughs> it like we're supposed to be like, I don't know. Yeah, like we're supposed to be impressed. I don't want to see Sting wrestling anymore. I'm um, over it. Controversial opinion. I think Sting 
has ruined Derby. I don't think Derby can come back now. I don't. I have no interest in his matches because they all involve Sting. His wrestling hasn't improved because he's been working with a ninety-year-old who can't work. Like mm. he was in such a good spot where he had enough about him. That he thought, okay, this kid could be something. But now I'm just like, I don't which is it's, it's too much about Sting. He's, you know, he is. I've, I've labelled him Sabu from Wish because he's just a, no, he's just been, a shit Sabu. This team of Darby and Sting, it takes away from Darby. It's Sting. Yeah, and it's it's still too much about Sting. Like this match was about how much, pretty much how much fun Sting looked like he was having because he's almost untouchable. Like he was just having fun, and when he like shrugged off the super kicks, I was like, Do you know what? I'm, yep. I'm, when I'm he over, no sold, no sold, young buck super kicks. Like, come on, no, yeah, no, it's too much Sting for me. And yes, they need to get Derby away from there. You may be right; it may be too late. They need to get him away from there because it's just too much Sting. For me, I mean, it was a solid enough match, but it's just too much about Sting, and I, I don't want it no more. I don't want it. Um, then Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, I didn't watch. Um, uh, yeah, it were a match. Um, worst match of the night, probably. Um, did Thunder Rosa sandbag on a German suplex? Yes. Could it have killed her? Yes. Was she lucky to not get injured? Yes. Does Tony Storm deserve better? Yes. And Tony Storm's yes. had a lot of defeats as well already, isn't she? Like, I don't know. She, again, she seems to be losing too much to me. Like, I feel like she. I've seen her lose a lot. It's always painted that like the grass is greener on the other side. These people were mistreated by WWE. They're not doing any better over here. But the thing is, I think it's because people go in with that mindset. Like, maybe they're not good enough. So maybe, like, they just need another promotion. Maybe they shouldn't come in as, like, oh, it's a mistreated one. Maybe they're just not very good. And, like, when they get to AEW, we're just highlighting that. And AEW are realizing that. Like, I think it has to stop about pushing, oh, we've signed this ex-WWE. Just say you signed Tony Storm, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I didn't watch it. I haven't heard great things. Um... I've heard that it was the worst match of the night and it sounds like everyone sort of thought that, but again, just they need to fix their women's division fast for me. It's the worst in wrestling. So I would say, there you go. I said it. Um, this is where Jim Ross come out because he was on the Will Osprey match, really, which is next. Uh, United States title, Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. Um, I, yeah. If anybody has the audacity to say that this wasn't the match of the night, they need to check themselves because it was fantastic from start to finish. The book, the two of them had great chemistry. The match did everything he needed. There was tight calls. There was like, oh my god, like oh my god. Um, it was great. Can't mm -hmm. fault this match. Cassidy's a lot better than I think I give credit for, and I think watching Cassidy, this match showed me that. Cassidy's big problem is that his character. You think ah. His, his character doesn't work because he's got obviously his, his his character is he's lazy. He does the lazy shin kicks. He does lazy super kicks. He's got his hands in his pockets. But actually, when he gets when he's in the match and he's in the zone, he's incredible. All you've got to do watch that match or watch his match against Pack. Both incredible matches. His match against Adam Cole a few months back, incredible match. His his personality and his character makes you think, ah, oh, yeah, he's not that good. When actually, he's really fucking good. Yeah, he is really good. Like, and I think again, like watching that. I mean, this was Will Osprey, so that's a lot of trust in Cassidy too, because you know Will Osprey is 
decent. And he, he proved himself. Like, as I say, like, I thought it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the match more than I thought I would. More than I thought I would. Right, now the big moment. The big one. Zack Sabre Jr. was meant to face Brian Danielson. And then gets a mystery opponent. Doesn't matter to Zack Sabre Jr. Gave it the old honky-tonk at SummerSlam 88 speech. Just send me someone out. I don't care who it is. And Claudio... What's his name? Castanoli. Better known as Cesaro. um, Who is now part of the Blackpool Combat Club. We'll be at Blood and Guts. Cesaro is there. Great match. Right? Great match. In theory. But Just, in practice, absolutely it's, not. It's, it's so, Cesaro. Like, that, he's he's not going to have the, the support and noise and push. He's going to have to try and carry himself. He's going to be in a tight team. I'll, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Giving him William Regal as a mouthpiece is going to help. So it's going to be a tag team with Wheeler Utah. Yeah, because he won't be a solo star. Wheeler's already big- said he's looking forward to teaming with him. Is he bigger than John Moxley? No. Is he bigger than Brian Danielson? No. no. He's going to tag team with Wheeler Utah. Um, he'll have some single stuff. Don't get me wrong, but that yeah, here's the thing. So the e- everyone crying about how he was treated in WWE. Is he ever going to win the AEW title? No. I'm sorry. I I don't ever see it. With the roster that AEW have now, do you see him getting to the top of that? No, I don't. I, I really don't. So then what? When he does the same thing over again, then what? Because, um, like, yeah. Like, um, the, the four men that were in the next match, in the world title match, in this, I don't see Cesaro getting into that group. No, no. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see him. Versus CM Punk for a title. I don't see it. I don't see him against Moxley for the title. Or beating them. Maybe he'll have a shot, but I don't see them beating him. I see him... Well, the thing, he's not going to have a shot at Moxley because he's in stable. I just don't see him being any different than everyone cried about what he had. Mm. If I was him, I'd have gone the other way. I would have gone to Japan. Or Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. W Umbrella, but like he could be Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, because I think in the combat club, he'll just be... The third guy, like Danielson and Moxley, will be the star. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I just, I don't. I, I, and then what will people say? AEW going to mistreat him when he does has exactly the same run? He's not going to be world champ. I just don't see it. Another issue with this match, by the way. So Daniel Bryan versus Zack Sabre Jr. promised to be the best technical masterpiece we've ever seen, and Daniel Bryan promised us a wrestler who would be able to give Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> the best technical matchup of his life. And they gave us Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro. And Willow, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. has done a uh, post, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, saying, you promised me a technical match. What the hell was that? There was nothing technical about that it match. Was just, he's not a technical wrestler. No, he's a power wrestler. A technical wrestler versus a powerhouse. And whilst, yes, it worked and it was a decent match, wasn't what it was billed as. And people thinking that this man is a technical wrestler need to have a word. He's a yeah. powerhouse who can do a couple of submissions. Don't get me wrong, but... He's just not known no. for it. You don't watch a match of his... his well, yeah, it's, former tag teams. It's a sharpshooter. Mm. Like, what else does he do? Really, submission rise. It's a sharpshooter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, okay. I mean, it, it was it was a good debut. They booked it well. I, I, I'm all for that. I just, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as as everyone thinks it is. Um, right, I WGP World Title Hangman Page Adam Cole. 
Okada and Jay White. <laughs> there was no big climax because, uh, yeah, their ending was wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Cole just sort of collapsed. And like, it was clearly it was unconscious. Because I was really enjoying myself. Yeah. It like, just, like, it needed just... that big finish. Yeah, I think that's what stopped this from being match of the night for me was the ending, and obviously not their fault. And these things happen, and fair play to them for actually taking action and you know saving someone from potentially a worse injury. Um, but maybe they could have taken him out and changed the ending because it it looked to me like he was meant to be involved in the ending, which is why they pulled the trigger there and then. Yeah, because like so, Paige missed the missed the rainmaker, didn't he? And then Cole collapsed. Carter got sling bladed and Jay White got the pin. It was just a very weird ending yeah. to what had been a hell of a match. Like for a fatal four way, it was amazing. Um, yeah, something was wrong because it was uh, an impressive match. It was, but yeah, I, I think Adam Cole was very clearly, um, yeah, and all four of them looked good. They all had their moments. Like, yeah, it was it was great. You can't knock that match, but the ending kind of spoiled it. As long as Adam Cole's all right, but the ending did kind of like you sat there like, what? No, it needed. Yeah, yeah. Big rainmaker finish or something. Like, I don't know. It needed something, but like, yeah, something that just was like the, the, it, it was like was a sling blade like a to a pin. A you know, it was just like ugh, sling yeah. blade. The last move. I don't know, but I think Cole was clearly hurt. So as long yeah. as he's all right, they did the right thing to end it. Then, yeah, because I mean, Jay White was chatting to the ref straight after as well, wasn't he? So yes, Jay White escapes again. I do yeah. like Jay White. I'm, I do like Jay White. Um, and then I, there's not a person in that match that I don't like. Yeah, but. yeah, those four, I'm all good with. I can watch yeah. those four. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I can watch all four of those. They'd probably be the two of like the three I'd pick from each uh, promotion as one of yeah. my favorites. To be fair. Um, and then the AEW World Title match, which is the most obvious result, but what a hell of a yeah. match! Tanahashi versus Moxley. I mean, it was so obvious who was going to win. But I still enjoyed the match. There was a lot of blood, though. I'm not sure. For I, what I don't reason? Know. You tell yeah. me what he put himself on. What? Yeah, and it was a lot. Like, and it, and it didn't feel like that kind of match that would have sort of Ric Flair dyed hair levels of blood. You know, they used the blood to try and sell something that wasn't there. And like, yeah. the, I can't even remember what move bust him open. But I was like, no, how? No. Like that's not how that's not how it works. Like, yeah, because it was like the ring steps are into the pose. Right, again, it was like it was a sling blade. No, I feel like the sling blade is when he started bleeding. There was like mm. a like it was like the count out thing, or was that when they took him outside? Because they went outside and then somehow uh, he was bleeding before they did the big dive outside. I don't know. It was weird. It was sort of. He seemed to fall out the ring, and then it was just blood. And it wasn't that fight. They, they beat the hell out of each other. It wasn't really like a blood-needed match. Yeah. Not to the level that it was. Like, it was, it was a bit much. Um, but, yeah, perfect winner. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the only person that could win. Moxie's a great placeholder while Punk is out. Um, I'm perfectly happy with it. So, yeah. I think he will beat Punk when he returns as well, to be honest. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, you know what? For for the for a full review, it felt like a New Japan show. I just felt yeah. like it missed that one 
match or you know i don't know it was nothing special about something that they were trying to make special it was great like no i want it was really good and i enjoyed it i just yeah yes he was busted open by a sling blade it was a sling blade yeah because it was it was that that's what put him on the outside and he so was bleeding before the dive because he dived outside a and he was already bleeding slams you on your back Cut the front of his head open. Yeah, yeah, and the one that make he grabs you round the throat. You know, make it make sense. Challenger, if you can, if anybody who is listening can make that make sense to me, I will pay you. Yeah, because it's not going to happen. You don't get bust open from that. I mean, you do when you blade, obviously. So that's not the answer that you can give me. But nah, daft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it felt like a new Japan show. It wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. The build was crap, but the wrestling was great. So I'm all for it. But it just felt like it was lacking that one match that would make it next level. Do you know what I mean? Maybe if the end and, of the Jay White match had been different. Like, I don't know. It just felt like I, I was one banger away from a perfect pay-per-view. I think that I think that one match was taken from us by... Danielson being injured because I think Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. would have been unreal. Yes, like yes. that match probably would have stolen the show because like both of them can go with the best of them. They've both got like never say die attitude. Technically, they are both fantastic wrestlers, and I think yes. that's that was the the missing the missing link. Yeah, fair enough. Right, so that was Forbidden Door. Um, coming up this week, we have Money in the Bank. Um, we'll go through the card quick because I've noticed again, we just, we get, we, we're on sync on how we're talking now. We need to extend it for people. Um, right. Confirmed matches. Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Yawn. Love Carmella, but yeah, Bella, Bella retains. Sorry. Spoiler. Spoiler. Carmella is the new Natalia. Just, you know, she's better than the credit that she gets. I think I've always said that she deserves better. Um, it'll be, I think I think she'll put on a good match with Bianca, uh, but Bianca obviously. Um, and then the SmackDown Women's Championship: Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. Um, again, oh, yeah, it's yeah, the same. It's like it will be good because I think the two of them have pretty decent chemistry from the match I remember. But again, the outcome's never in question. Like I, I don't. Natalia's not going to be the one to beat Ronda Rousey. Like, and it's just like meh. Meh. Now, do you, depending on who wins the money in the bank, do you see a cash in on either one of these? I hope, I hope that they've learned from their mistakes after 25 attempts and the women's money in the bank holder actually holds on to it and does something with it. Have a story with it for a change. Yeah. Don't, I, I, I hope not. I hope not. It depends who wins. But no, I don't see it myself because it's Ronda and I don't see them. Immediately, always catch this fucker in. It's always within a week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rousey retains. Uh, United States Championship: Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Um, this one's weird because, like, I feel like it's currently the two most like protected guys on the roster, so it will just be shenanigans. Yeah, you know. Um, I. He won't beat Theory and take the title. Like, he won't. But he won't get pinned by Austin Theory. So, it will be shenanigans. 
and then Theory will face John Cena for the US title or at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think Cena's going to come out at the end of this and kind of give him the can't see me. Let's yeah. do it. Whatever happens at the end, Lashley won't look bad. You know? So Yeah. Um, WWE Tag Team, Undisputed Tag Team Championship, Street Profits versus the Usos. Um, right. For WWE only, I would say Street Profits are the closest team that they could say that they're like best tandem in the company, best tag in the company right now. As a, as like a team, but this isn't I, this isn't them match to win because the Usos are uh, with Roman are in the middle of history. You know what I mean? Like a histor- historic era is going through the Usos and Roman, and yet they've got someone as good as the Profits in the middle of it. I, yeah, it's just my I, issue is. They have to pull the trigger with the profits. They've given, yes. they've taken them this close so many times. I mean, after what happened on SmackDown with the War Raiders turning heel, I can see the profits and winning and then feuding with them. They will win, but knowing WWE, they're trying to wait for that perfect moment, and they usually leave that too long. Because, like, yeah. if the can you imagine the crowd if profits beat them? The crowd yeah. would be insane. And like what it would do for the profits, but they're literally catching the Usos in the middle of like an, an error run, you know, with the bloodline stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. See, I could see after the announcement of Miz and Paul that they could do Miz and Paul versus Profits at SummerSlam or something. We're getting Miz v. Maybe Miz v. Paul. Miz is calling it a tag team match, but Logan Paul's going to be like, nah, stop that. Because yeah. remember, Miz saying, oh, that was a teachable moment, me hitting him. Paul's not going to take it that way. No. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but... No, I think you're right. I don't think they'll tag. Uh, But yeah. Right. Uh, Women's uh, Money in the Bank. Who you got? And then I'll say. Becky. Who? Becky Lynch. Gia? I don't even know who's in this. Wow. He does a wrestling podcast. That's what you mean. But Um, Right, it's Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Shotzi, and Becky. I I, again, do any of them, which one of them can really benefit from this? I think it's going to be Raquel Rodriguez. I said Shotzi all the way up, but I think it's going to be Raquel. Because they used the women's money in the back then they looked, but they tried it with Nikki and Carmella has won it, and when Bliss has won it, and I feel that Raquel is in that same position where management really like her right now. She's got quite rave reviews on the matches she's had, so they'll go, fine, we can put that on you, and then they'll ruin her cash in, and she'll get destroyed. (laughs) But I think Raquel Rodriguez wins money in the bank. I mean, I can see Raquel Rodriguez, you know, versus Ronda Rousey. That would be interesting. Yeah, exactly, because she'd already did it on SmackDown. She's fought her twice, I think, and she now? Yeah. Um, first one was a really good match. Second one, yeah. not as good, but yeah, I think that was because Baszler and that run in, so didn't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think Raquel wins. Uh, all right, then the men's money in the bank. Um, we've got Seth, Omos, Sami Zayn, Sheamus, 
Drew, Riddle, and one space left to fill. Is that right? There's rumours that there's also a space on the women's because on the WWE website last week, both matches were showing us eight competitors. And I'm expecting yeah, I, I eight. Have like a, I have a feeling the extra one, it could be Bailey. I think it, I think if there is eight in a women's match, it could only really be Bailey. Unless and if, it, if she's there, she wins it, is my feeling. Yeah, really yeah. Um, and but what about the men's? Who do you think? Riddle, for the same reason I picked Becky Lynch. Yeah. And the eighth person? Uh, pass. I don't know. Yeah. There's not... There's nobody that I'm sat there thinking, oh, yeah, they're, they're due a return. I've seen rumblings and heard rumblings that people think that Gargano will be the eighth. But I think if Gargano is coming back to WWE, he's going back to Triple H on NXT if he comes back. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think you're going but I don't think there's anybody there. Um, that, like, there's nobody that I'm sort of thinking, oh, yeah. It's come on, it's going to be Vince McMahon. He's been coming out every week. Just, <laughs> Whoa! I'm still here, <laughs> damn it! Or, curveball. Cena takes spot eight and says, uh, I don't want a championship match. I want Austin Theory. I want the money. I want the United States. <laughs> wow, can you imagine Cena gets in it? I would like to say that I'm loving that. This McMahon just gives no shits, comes out every week. Like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> um, I think it'll be Seth. I think Seth will win it for the second time. I think they'll go with Rollins. It's Rollins or McIntyre for me, and McIntyre's already getting a shot, so uh, I think Rollins wins. Sami Zayn could be a bit of a wild card, you know? I wouldn't mind it with the current character that Seth has. That's the thing. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Seth could pull it off having that case. Imagine how annoying he would be. Um, but yeah, for the for the eight, be nice if it was Gargano. Can't see that. I got set up for Seth versus Cody at Mania. Let's say just somehow sneakily fucking catches in on one of these belts, and then they fucking divide him again. You have an instant Cody wins the Rumble. Boom, he's back to fight Seth and get his fucking revenge. My my big issue going into Money in the Bank with both these matches is the underdog story that they tried to create for Riddle and Becky Lynch just makes me worried that they're both going to win it, which is why I've said both of them. Like, they've both had the exact same thing. Like, Becky Lynch has been unable to defeat Bianca and she's fallen to the bottom and she's lost to Dana and she's failed to get into the match. But then she's won the last chance for El Royal. Riddle was exactly the same. Lost to Roman, told he could never challenge again. Lost his entrance entry match against Omos, but then won a last man but last chance battle royal. I'm just worried that they're just gonna give us both of them as that oh look the underdog has turned around. Mm. Could the eighth man be Orton? I oh. genuinely think he's out for as long as they say he's out. I think Cody's out for less than the pretending. I think Orton's out for as long as the claiming. Fair. Dude, imagine Cody comes out for this. <laughs> One arm climbs. Hold on, guys! I got this. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, can you imagine? Like he just comes out. Oh dear, that would be uh that would be crazy. I was just gonna have a quick look oh, if Brock there was. Yeah, he's set... the old rock, and he just comes out, and he's like, "Dreadwood!" Just climbs up, takes it, leaves. So the odds currently have Seth Rollins as the men's 
And as the women's, it's tied between Liv, Becky, and Alexa. That storyline-wise, because supposedly they want to push Cody when he comes back as the as the guy who came back from injury is going to win the Rumble. And they're not going to keep these belts. Let, let's face it. They're not going to keep these belts unified forever. If they were, they would have made it one belt already instead of two. So it's, it's this, whoever wins the cash-in is going to cash in on one of those. So I honestly think Seth can pull the fucking sneaky cash in on the Brock Lesnar fucking Brock Lesnar Roman thing, take it, and then fucking hold it until Mania and lose to Cody. I can see that. Yeah, sure. But it's just yeah, the, the I'm more interested about the the women's one. If I have to pick one of the two, I'm more interested on the. On the women's match. Right. Before we get into other little bits and pieces, we do have a review and looking at the time. Best get into it because we went way over last time. We'll go with Geo's one this time. Yeah, this, made... this is a relatively like it's it's not like a like long one like it was last week. So this, this is, is like... what makes me think that is this like not when there was no raw after media stuff. But we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Um, I will explain like Okay. It was moments. Right, right. So WrestleMania 12. First of all, um, oh, I watched the free for all and everything. So ah, uh, so the body donors. I love the body donors, and the 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 Godwins. I love the Godwins too. Like I even liked it when they become Southern Justice with Jeff Jeff Jarrett. That was, um, but yeah, body donors and the Godwins battled for the tag team titles. It was at, yeah, the tag tournament. Yeah. And the body donors, that's when they won the titles. With good yeah. old Sunny before she became an Egypt. Sunny jumped up on the apron and flashed her uh, buns. The buns? What? She flashed her buns at a lot of wrestlers, to be fair. From, if uh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Godwins feel no shame in that. Um, and also. Well, they were pulling off the gimmick that she won the night before she won best ass at like the Slammies. <laughs> Can't argue with that. And also, <laughs> the Huckster took on Nacho yes! Man. <laughs> this is why I watched it. <laughs> with Billy there, Ted okay. as the special guest so, ref. <laughs> so, really quick for anybody wondering who Huckster and Nacho Man were, little little bit of history here. During the Monday Night Wars, Vince McMahon decided that he was going to make these fucking, these spoof fucking little mini show things where he had like Jean Gene, the Nacho Man, the Huckster, and Billionaire Ted all mocking, you know, the obvious WCW guy. So they'd be like they they do ones like they show Bret Hart and stuff jumping off the ropes and then they go to like the Huckster and he'd be like, No way brother, I don't like don't leave the floor like that anymore. <laughs> and the Macho Man's like, it ain't gonna happen. Nope, no, no, not doing it. So it, it, it was like these really, really, really bad parodies. Exactly. And it and it was, it was, yeah, to this match. And <laughs> it didn't even, there was no contest, right? They all basically passed out. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they sucked the wind and died. <laughs> uh, do you know, I think it was when WWE, well, it was F at the time, did that that made me realize like it's actually a war. They were obviously actually working because 
normally they don't make any reference, you know, apart from little digs here and there. But this was like the first time it's felt like, oh my God, they've done something back. But it was funny. The Huckster was very funny. Billionaire Ted. Loved it. Um, right. On to... On the to card? the card. Uh, started with uh, Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader. We're against Ahmed Johnson, Jake Roberts, and Yokozuna. And if Yokozuna's T1, he would get Jim Cornette for five minutes. Yeah, originally this was supposed to be Yoko versus Vader and then a tag match. But at this point, Yoko was well over 600 pounds. And there was no way he was going to be able to do a one-on-one with Vader. Um, and they didn't even give Yokozuna the five minutes with Jim Cornette because uh, Vader pinned Jake Roberts. <laughs> um, I always remember thinking, I was so sure that Jim Cornette was going to get battered, but no. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Right. Now, this match. This is one of my favorites. Which, this was also ever. one of your... Hold on. This was very... This is like one of Yoko's last three matches because... He did an angle with Vader where Vader broke his leg. Then he came back, had a match with Shawn Michaels, then had a match with Austin, and then that was it. Yeah. Because he was, like, seriously. The New York State actually, like, well, not New York State, but, like, the State Athletic Commission literally said, you're too obese to wrestle, you're a risk. So lose weight or you can't come back. Right, then the Hollywood backlot backlot brawl started, uh, which went on like throughout the night, sort of back okay. and forth. I, hey, this, is, this is what is there. I, I watched a, a podcast on this and everything, so there's a lot of like different changes and stuff that was supposed to happen. This was supposed to be Razor Ramon versus Goldust in a Miami street fight, and they had to change it up because Razor failed the wellness and was on his way to WCW. Wow. And but Piper stepped in, as I say, it's one of my favorite matches ever. Um, they even when he was chasing him, when it was actual footage of the OJ Simpson chase, yes, they sliced in the OJ Simpson chase. He got hit by a car, they put Piper in a Bronco, and off he went chasing after Goldust, who was in a Cadillac. Um, but I, I, I loved it. I it kept coming in like in between all the matches. Um when they arrived at Arrowhead pod later. Um He ripped yeah. off his clothes and revealed yeah. he had a little yeah. negligee on. Yeah, gave him a low blow and then Goldust run run away. It was great though. It was great. And it was it was all over Hollywood. No, it was just it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um and and fair some, play to them. For somebody with a fucked up hip, Piper took some fucking bumps in this. Yeah. Game. Yeah, he did. Piper, like, I think that's the last one, wasn't it, after that? Yeah, it came out months later when he was in WCW. Like, he said it, like, when I fought Goldust, I had a fucked up hip, and there you could see, like, the scar and everything. I was like, holy fuck. Dude got, dude took a fucking car bump. He was taking some crazy shit with a fucked up hip. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Stone Cold, well, it wasn't Stone Cold at the time. Was he the ringmaster in this? The ringmaster. The ringmaster versus Savio Vega. Um, Still had a little bit of hair. Yeah. Um, for the million dollar champion, hit the million dollar dream. Vega passed out. It's, it's yeah, just a welcome to him. In the middle of this was the Bronco chase. 
Yes, it was when it like in the middle of that when they did that, and then afterwards when they sort of, uh, yeah, then the OJ Simpson stuff was after it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like imagine cutting the Stone Cold Steve Austin match for an OJ Simpson Bronco chase. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, during and after it was, uh, it was the the OJ Simpson chase basically, not even Piper. Um, now the one that I was a bit weird about. So it was. Hunter Hearst Helmsley at the time taking on Ultimate Warrior and Warrior hadn't long been back. It was a weird squash for me to do because I think at the time Hunter Hearst Helmsley was a bigger star than the Warrior now. Like This this was his punishment for the curtain call. Yeah, because he no-sold the pedigree, shoulder tackle, Gorilla Plus, Big Splash as Warrior. Like, did, but yeah. This was the beginning of he, he could have had a main push, but they all did that thing in Madison Square Garden with the curtain call in it. At yep. the time, it's like, well, Shawn Michaels is going to be the champion. The other two were on the way out. Fucking, let's punish Triple H for this. They took his king of the ring spot. They had him do this to the warrior. Like, exactly. He, and he, he was fed to Mark Camaro because Mark Camaro debuted here, didn't he? And they, yeah, had a, yeah. they had a brawl at the backstage and stuff. Yeah, 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 because he came out with Sable. Hunter Hearst Helmsley came out with Sable as like the woman because he'd always do that thing where like oh, he'd be accompanied by like some woman. Yeah, 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 and it, yeah. Mark Merrow's debut. He's a motivational speaker now, isn't he, Mark Merrow? Yeah, yeah. Um, then it was Diesel versus Undertaker, the fifth match. match of the streak, and yeah, amazing. Um, this made him five and zero when it was like the fifth consecutive win at WrestleMania. But yeah, Diesel. And Taker put on a hell of a match because Diesel was on his way out too. Now, really, well, Kevin Nash, this was yeah, yeah, he was uh, pretty much done here. And it's he funny whenever I've he... seen interviews because he never actually wanted to leave. He was quite happy, but Vince they even told all... him like, "Go get the money." In it. <laughs> they all already left at this point, which is why he was off of Mania and all that. Like all, all left, and Nash did one more pay per view because then he did the. In your house and the fake leg super kick thing with Shawn Michaels, uh, and then he was out and he left. His, he left his old dude also. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the end of the Goldust Piper match was after that Diesel Taker match, and then the main event, sixty minute Iron Man match between Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Um, wrestling wise, it's it's a great match. But it, for somebody watching it, it gets really hard to go 60 minutes of watching them do, like, technical holds. Exactly. Like, it's not for everyone, the main event. Like, the first half hour, 40 minutes is grim watching. It's hard uh, for some people. The last 20 minutes are great. Um, yeah, I, I picked this pay-per-view for a reason because I was a diehard Shawn Michaels fan. I had, <laughs> I, I had these pajama pants that looked exactly like his tights. <laughs> Why does that not show me? I reckon you still have them. 100% you still have them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I do. They were like these really silk-looking things. But, like, I was, like, the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. I loved Shawn Michaels. And I... 
I remember having like the biggest hissy fit at the end of this match because I really thought it went to a draw. And I was like, this is bullshit. He won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> but outcome, Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, sudden death must be a winner. Yeah, because the night before he got reinstated as president because the whole reason for Piper being there was he was President Piper because Vader beat the bollocks out of Gorilla Monsoon. Beat the bollocks. But yeah, he and did. then didn't last very long after the sort of restart. Two switching music. Bam, yeah. Shawn Michaels become champ. And quite right. It was good, as I say, but it's... It's a hard watch for some then, people, I can imagine, like the whole 60 minutes. Especially if you listen to like shoot interviews or you listen to the, if you ever watched the head-to-head interview with Sean and Brett where they talk to each other. Years later, Brett says like part of the reason why he couldn't stand Sean was this moment where like Sean's in the ring holding the belt. He turns around him and goes, get the fuck out of the ring. This is my moment. Right. So now you pick this one because um, the Raw After. Obviously, we've been going on. We wanted to do the Raw After yep. Manias. Yep. So why would and you? What would you do make of this one? And why would you pick this because one? Because there are moments in this where it, it, it's a night after Raw. Like it's it's a Mania after Raw, and there's moments where it's not. Like I even said, like some of these matches are like, eh. But then there's moments where you're like. Yeah, that's never happened before. So, uh, go ahead. You can, you can, you, okay. you can get Okay, well, it opened with a debut. Uh, yeah. This was Mankind's official WWF debut. He took yep. on Sparkplug Holly. Let's go. Um, yeah, it was the first time of seeing Mankind. There had been quite a lot of backstage stuff, I think, for Jeanette's in there going up to yeah. it. Um. But yeah, it was officially Mankind's debut and they opened the show and he obviously beat Sparkplug Holly quite quick. But This yeah. early version of Mankind was always my favorite because it was such a, a different, dark character. And it was fucking like something that nobody's ever really seen come out of like, WWE. True, I suppose. Like, and it, was, it felt like instantly it was going to be like a foe to The Undertaker. Like It felt like... Like the you know, dude's missing straight away. Dude's missing an ear. He's making people gag with the mandible claw. Like it rip, was something. I remember like, watching and just seeing him rip out his own hair and was like, "What?" Yeah, the yeah. Hell? <laughs> he um, had fucking uh, yeah. sad music in the beginning and then happy music at the end. Like it was just so fucking new. Yeah. And this is like WWF getting something right. Yeah. I did, but then they got like Wild Man Mark Merrow's debut quite wrong. Like he had Isaac Yankum next. God bless him. Loved the Royal Dentist. Um, Who is? Whatever happened to Isaac Yankum? <laughs> I don't know. Anyone have a clue? Where did Isaac Yankum go? <laughs> so there's rumours that after completing dentistry, he um, moved into politics. Um, and so what? I've, I don't know too much because I had a lot of research because I didn't know we were going to get onto this topic. But my understanding is he's actually got some really horrible views on like women yes. and children and, and things life. that happen to them. <laughs> yeah. Life in general, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's been quite a lot of backlash from current wrestlers. Who are like, I remember when he was a dentist for WWE, sorry, WWF, 
Um, and no, it's no, not, it was not a, a, a fake diesel. Yeah, he was fake diesel as well, Isaac Yankum, but yeah. Oh, it was that him? Dentist. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I've not done the, I've not been on Ancestry.com to check either, but apparently he's also related to The Undertaker, which apparently I don't think so. Because like you'd think, you'd think he'd have had a successful wrestling career if he was. <laughs> yeah. Very, um, it's funny, like when you watch it back, when I watch it and I'm like, Mark Merrow, who's a dick against isaac yankum who is funny i've gone up with kane loved kane and now i see the man on twitter and i'm like what like what shush like i can't stand him right now so yeah it's very surreal match to watch and very uninspiring it was a terrible match i won't lie it was terrible um because like this was the a turning point for wwf where they were bringing in all these new wrestlers and trying to get like a new brand new start of it. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and then literally after that match, they say Ultimate Warriors returned to Raw. So, you know, you say that. <laughs> uh, Barry Horowitz and Aldo Montoya, loved Aldo Montoya, not going to hear a bad word said about him, uh, took on the Body Donners. That's, that's incredible. And do you know what? Because obviously I watched this when we were doing all the reviews. I actually really enjoyed that tag match. I'm not going to lie. I forget how much actually the body donors were, were quite good. Um, at that moment, they were quite good. Um, That's Zip and Zip. Zip was uh, Tom Pritchard, but he yeah, trained a lot. Skip and Zip. No, I, the match was decent. And I, as I say, loved old Um Yeah. Uh, it was just Tom, a good match. That's also uh, Brother Love's brother. It is. It is. Uh, then Vince come out, introducing new WWF champion, Sean Michaels. Um yeah, it was all right. Yeah, Smug, he pretty naughty, fight, you know. Fighting he, his best friend. At, yeah, at, in your house. house. Give me Diesel, Jerry Lawler. Yep. Yeah, it was fine. It was all right. Um, and then the final match was Undertaker versus Justin Hawk Branch Bradshaw with Uncle Zeb. Literally, <laughs> though, to do I what chose... you thought was coming straight away. This is why I chose it, because nobody on their debut has made Undertaker look this, like, put him in this much hurt. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was shocking. Like, as you say, I think the two events from this, obviously, Shawn Michaels sort of first look as him as champ and how he would handle himself and obviously Mankind just destroying what at the time, the Undertaker was, like, almost but untouchable. You it know? wasn't just that. Each match was showcasing newer stars like Skip and Zip were just newly formed as a tag team. Mark Merrow just debuted. Uh Justin Hawk Bradshaw was just getting started. And it's funny, so the match oh. was only sort of two, three minutes, but the little bits Bradshaw actually was like you could yeah, see yeah. that he you know he could go. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. No, it was uh it was a solid enough raw, but it's a it was one I'm glad I've watched. I wouldn't count it as a big roar after Mania. But maybe I, you could see them sort of build into it because of it felt like a roar after end of season, again, like new season. Again, this is how you get a new character over correctly. Like I said, nobody put The Undertaker into this much hurt without having to use a weapon or something. He literally just attacked him and gave him the mandible claw and 
Like, nobody's really seen Undertaker get that hurt by just physical moves. Yeah, fair. Fair. Solid enough. I won't lie. I enjoyed Demo's choice more. <laughs> Nothing against you, Geo, but there you go. Uh, right, couple of things to... Gap, too. Yeah. Yeah. Couple of things to touch on. Uh, Harwood, Dax Harwood has confirmed he's got a separated shoulder. Um, bit, bite of towel and rub some tequila on it. It'll be fine. That's his comment. That's his tweet. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Kevin Owens is dealing with a minor injury, which uh, is why. <laughs> so it was meant to be a Money in the Bank qualifier match, but Kevin Owens was meant to face Elias Ezekiel as we know. It didn't take place. Uh, it's a minor situation leading to Kevin Owens not working. Um, and Owens was not available. Instead, they did the Battle Royale. So they might still put Ezekiel or Kevin Owens, I'm guessing, then in that match. Maybe. But yeah. Um, I mean, the match was postponed. So. It's funny because he actually tweeted yesterday, Kevin Owens, I didn't want to go to Texas, so I didn't go. Leave me alone. <laughs> I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shit house. Um, one thing I did want to touch on, did they basically on NXT kill two dimes off? Is he dead? <laughs> is that is that what they did? Yeah, oh, no, they, he so... got released. <laughs> he's dead, right? He got that's... released like they yeah, released but... him like weeks ago, so they had him. Yeah, it was policy violation. But um, the segment with Tony Janja because it came up on my YouTube like just this bit, and I watched yes. it. I'm like, he's killed him. <laughs> that's what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. They're looking at the water, and I heard a splash, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he, he sleeps with the fish. We've killed him. Such a uh, weird angle. Yeah, to it. kill the man as well. Like, they just kill the man. Fine. That's how the man's written off. I guess in two times, old uh, Troy Donovan will not be back because he is in the river. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to end on a request. We had one tiny request because obviously it's 20 years of John Cena. So very quickly to end this, your favorite John Cena moment. John Cena versus JBL, Judgment Day. Fair. Fair. Oh. Hmm. Um. It's tough enough. I'm trying to think. It is a tough one because I've been. His return at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's my one too. Because that. It was at a point where the internet didn't spoil all wrestling. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? It felt yeah. it's the last one I remember thinking, nah, he's not coming back. He's injured. And then, like, <gasps> with the yeah. others, you're like, oh, well, there's rumors that such and such is going mean, to return. Like, yeah, I was, yeah. I was there live for that. And no way. It was funny because everybody was like, yeah. And then we realized it's John Cena. And we we're like, oh, Benji made a cheer for him. No, I, I marked out. But yeah, as I say, I would say that one. Because A, it was John Cena at the time and it was a big deal because he was gone so long and nobody, there hadn't been, I hadn't heard nothing about him coming nope. back because like, it was at a point where, you um, know, he it wasn't, wasn't really as easy gone. to get info as it is now, you know? He really wasn't gone so long, which was what the shock was because he was mm. supposed to be gone long. Yeah, it's like Cody Rhodes. Led, didn't right? end up and being like three, three, months. three months instead of. 12 or something stupid. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, it's meant to be gone um, for like nine months to a year and he was back in three. <laughs> I, I, I think at the time it was also in the ring like Triple H's reaction and was it Carlito in the ring I think as well? That, no, their reaction I, as well was like... 
Trap boy, Jim Batista. Batista, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that, their they, reaction uh, too was like, what the hell? They did one of those, which one of the, either three of these could win and they're all looking at the sign. Yeah, because Umaga was in the ring too, wasn't he? <laughs> but yeah. And, and uh, no, no, news just in as a big bombshell. Darren Young would like to return to WWE as a coach. Life is complete, boys. He's <laughs> <laughs> also, I have an underrated Cena moment. Go on. Kevin Owens debut. Like Cena to just let the NXT yeah. champion come up and okay. beat the piss out of him. Yes, True. please. True. Like everyone's like, yeah. oh, super Cena, he doesn't lose. NXT champion just comes and levels him. Yes, thanks. Exactly. Like I, for me, that Cena whole moment. US title with what he did for Sami Zayn and Kevin that. Owens was huge. Yeah. Like both times he did the US title open challenge, they were always great. Like, yes. He's always yeah. great. Yeah. Even with the shock of shithead Alberto Del Rio coming back, nobody expected that. <laughs> yeah, that was that with Seb Coulter, weren't it? And I was like, what the hell yeah, am yeah. I watching? <laughs> like, you put two of the most racist characters <laughs> down there together. What? Okay, that's fine. But yes, the whole John Cena open challenge stuff was amazing. Was amazing. Uh, I will I will give that. That's, that's actually quite close. But, uh, there you go. Yeah, no. I went, like I said, I went with that Judgment Day because it was his first title defense. And it was no, just a- was, I, No, you're right. Like, he had yes, come from man. nowhere. Like, for me, it had been like John Cena that was rapping to Steph at a Halloween party. Then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? It was a very quick progression as to how he rose up. Like, you know, there there was a bloody battle. And, oh, it was, it was good. I loved it. Love him or hate him. Cena's 20 years have been pretty damn good, to be fair. Yeah. You can't you can't knock the man for what he's given to wrestling to be fair. Uh whatever your views on him. Like and as much as people think he's got that golden shovel, he's put a lot of people over. You yeah, know, he really has. But anyway, that's for another argument. Right. Next week will be Great American Bash Talk, NXT, as Gio in wants to room. call it in your house. In your Great American Bash, we'll call it for Gio. Listen, <laughs> I don't know what they call these damn things anymore. You should read the product. Watch the product, Gio. Um, I love that you just said that after we both admitted at the start that we've been <laughs> watching in weeks. Yeah, I actually watched it, but you did it. I love how you say you watched it. You don't even know the name of it. We know the name and didn't watch it, so who paid more attention? Us. <laughs> He's too busy trying to get an invite to Tamina's bought house because she doesn't get paid Listen, enough did you in see match my fees. <laughs> I did, I and then she lost. <laughs> I am idiot of the week for my tweet, okay? Yes. I, it's not I, just for I your tweet, hopes. but we'll take it. <laughs> I had hopes, damn it. Yeah, Geo tweeted, very excited for the pod. Shotzi versus Tamina, and she got beat up. I was like, first a new house, then money in the bank. Let's go. Nope. <laughs> no, no, Geo. So, yeah, Geo Gio is idiot of the week for getting too excited maybe, and thinking Tamina has a career. <laughs> maybe she'll be the ace woman. No. No, she won't. Bloodline, come on. She'll be 24-7 champ soon. That's about come on, it. Bloodline, Tamina. Right. Yeah, next week uh, will be I my... Hold on! Breaking news, damn it. I just read something. Tamina was in a car accident. Not Tamina. Uh, Dana, Dana Brooke. Uh, Dana yeah, she was. That's why she wasn't in any 24-7 and they've done the do-drop. Oh, and... Is it Nikki ASH? Oh, no, no. Dana's got it back again. She got it oh. back before the car accident. Oh. Okay, I thought Dewdrop had it because of that, but anyway. No, 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 that happened before the accident, and she won it back. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Our truth taking it to new levels to get it back, just crashing into her. That's what we're going That's with. how they tried to do it. He was going to put the car on top for the free count and went too far. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> on that, Bob's make now. jokes. She's, oh, <laughs> she's did fine. we talk about? We did not talk about Rhea Ripley real quick. Oh yeah. Well, she, yeah. It's, it's not teeth, is it? <laughs> no. So it... To be fair, she's just having tests, so there's. It's not like confirmed. But apparently, she's the teeth injury is. Um, a little worse than yeah. first thought, and she's got some. Yeah, Emma explained it the best. Apparently, it went like her jaw went up into a piece of her. Like it's weird. Yeah, so like a jaw smacked up into the top of her mouth, and because she's got the piercing in her mouth, apparently that shot up, and it's caused like a sort of a shockwave reaction, yeah, which has caused a concussion. But because of the force, there's also potential for brain damage. Um. They're taking a look at it, they're doing tests and things like that. Is that Hopefully she, she's fine. She, did she says she feels fine. She just on Instagram yeah, saying brain cold out big can't time. See a brain injury, stop being incompetent and reaching at nothing. <laughs> Is what she replied. I think they're probably just doing checks, like because if they've got up in the front of her head, there's obviously checks that are gonna have to come with that. Yeah, because someone put on Instagram, you don't look injured, like someone said, and she's like brain teeth. Can't see a brain injury, so stop being incompetent in the region yeah. or nothing. So they're so, sort of just checking her out. She's had to have dental surgery already to fix her mouth because her mouth got messed up. Um, and there's been nothing since last week about an update on her on the rest. Yeah. The last thing they put was five days ago saying that she would miss money in the bank. But, yeah. So that's as far as it's gone. Um, it's yeah, based on the descriptions, everyone's assuming it's a concussion, and that's what they're sort of checking. And, um, yeah, so it's it's also this pointed out that they were told the same thing about Brian Danielson's recovery time years ago, but obviously, the difference about that, Dave Meltzer, is Danielson had like 25 35 of them. concussions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Ripley hasn't, I don't remember time yeah. I've heard her say um, one. <laughs> Come on, stop reaching, boys. <laughs> Danielson had more concussions than I had dinners. Yes, yes, and we eat a lot. So, yes. Good. I hope she's back soon. I think she'll be fine. I think they'll fix her teeth, and then she'll be back. And they're just doing, like, standard checks. The difference is Brian Danielson had, like, a seizure on the outside of the ring. He won too many shots with the snake, that's for sure. Right, best wishes to Rhea Ripley. I'm going to go and eat some food, speaking about that now. And I will see you boys next week. All right. Ciao.